word of God is light. It is life. It actively works. It is effective. It penetrates. It rejuvenates. Oh my, oh my. An encounter with God's word is life changing. It is life enhancing. You are listening to a podcast by Prophet Komezu Shamin. Thank you. You may be seated. Let's just prepare our Bibles, pens, notepads, as we get into the Word of the Lord. As I've already stated, today we're going to be looking at a topic that I've entitled, The God of Remembrance. And you observe from Scripture how different authors highlight how God had gotten to remember them. And so, today we really want to look and even get into details what it really means, especially when people say, God remembered me. And even when God himself declares that he's going to remember us. Like I said, on different occasions, especially from the scriptures, we see how God remembered people in Genesis chapter number 8 and verse 1 we see how God uh, the Bible says then God remembered Noah then God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark and God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters subsides. Right. Just stop there because I'm, I'm making reference to that. Now, this portion of scripture is actually, you know, uh, showing us what had happened during the time where there was a great flood and Noah had put a number of animals and his families in the ark to have them preserved. Now, when you read Genesis chapter number 8, verse 1, which we're actually looking at today, it's very interesting how the Bible says, then God remembered Noah. Because at this time, the rains had, you know, fallen for so many days. And Noah and the animals were in the ark. Now, like I said, it's very interesting how the Bible says, then God remembered Noah. Somehow, if you don't understand it, you might begin to interpret that God forgot about Noah. Interpreting it in such a way that ah, God says, Noah, enter the boat and put everything in the boat. And when the rain, the rains come 40 days and 40 nights, then God remembers, hey, yo, Noah, 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 Noah. My goodness, where is Noah? <laughs> if, if you're not careful, you might interpret it that way. You might interpret it in the sense that God had forgotten about Noah. But then how is it that God already knew this agenda? God already knew. In fact, Noah's boat was the only boat, you know, <laughs> that was there. So how is it that the Bible is saying God remembered Noah? Was it a, yo, Noah, or it was something else? Hallelujah. What is this remembrance that the Bible is actually showing us? All right. When we uh, 
read different portions of scriptures, you will notice in the book of Exodus, the Bible tells us that God remembered the Israelites. Did you forget about them? That's the question. Uh, did you forget about them? All right. There are different uh, people that we're even going to look at. Uh, people like, like, uh, okay, like Sarah, like Hannah. And the Bible shows us how they were remembered. But the question is, were they forgotten? Hallelujah. All right. By definition, remembrance carries a different, uh, different definitions altogether. But obviously, we are more familiar with the kind which means to recall, to recall information. All right. To recall information. That's, that's the kind of remembrance that we know. But remembrance also means to bring to attention for a particular action. To bring to attention for a particular action right now like i said if the bible is telling us that god remembered noah does it mean god has got a poor memory such that he forgets and then realizes yeah no it's not the case that is <laughs> god does not have a poor memory how can you attribute a poor memory to someone who actually created memory He actually created it. So you can't say he's, he's, he's got a poor memory. He doesn't have a poor memory. And so many scriptures actually get to show us that God is a God who is all-knowing. He knows everything. He's got all wisdom. So this one has not... It, when we're talking about God remembering, it's not because he forgot someone. It's not because he forgot something. Why? Because he doesn't have that capacity. In fact, remember how we talk about how God, we're, we're from singing, meaning he has no capacity to doze. He, 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 can't, he can't doze. He, he, he can't slumber. That, that's not part of his nature. If he, if he doesn't have those capacities, where, where do you think he has the capacity to begin to forget about you? Or to say, yeah, 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 yeah. Eh? He was on a remind no no <laughs> he doesn't have that capacity he neither sleeps or slumbers the bible even shows us how he's got even great capacities to the extent that he even knows the exact number of your hair doesn't the bible also say that he 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 placed the stars in the skies and he knows them by name Imagine, he goes to his, his, he goes to the stars and says, "Oh, this star which I, co uh, I actually created is number one million and forty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your name is Star B." He remembers. He goes to this one, <laughs> and he says, uh, uh, this is uh, uh, this this and that. Your name is such and such." Doesn't also the Bible declare that He knows our names? numbers of billions in fact in such a place like this some of you don't even know each other yeah we come to umaunana every sunday but ah, i know you um wait 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 um andrew you andrew <laughs> you see that but god knows you by name whether you're in china in chivolia he knows you, you by name, he knows your details to the fullest. The number of hair, if today it was, it was 5,000, then yesterday you slept, or yeah, you slept and you woke up today, maybe you lost some, and he will know that you've lost 
3,000 here. <laughs> he will know why. He's all knowing. He's all knowing. I'm exposing to you how God is so great. And so when we are talking about God remembering, it's not because he has a poor memory. What does this remembrance really have to do? It remembrance simply means being positioned to act. So when the Bible says, and God remembered Noah, put it, put it, put it up. Genesis 8, verse 1. When it says, and God remembered Noah, he was being positioned to act. Look at, look at what I mean. It says, then God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the other animals that were with him in that ark. Then it says, and, you see that? When he remembers you, there's always an and. He's being positioned to act. It says, and God made a wind to pass over the earth. So when he remembered, he was being positioned. He said, ah, I think it's time to act. Hallelujah. So every time we look at things where God is remembering somebody, remembering, you know, uh, living things or certain things, it's not because he forgot, but he's being positioned to act. Hallelujah. If, if he's being positioned to act, that might mean we can provoke him to act we can provoke him to remember us. Not because he forgot, but he are just positioning him to act. Somebody say the God of remembrance. Many people think God have, has actually forgotten them. Especially in tough times, it's very easy to actually declare and think to yourself that, mm, why, why, is, why is the Lord? You might think he's actually forgotten you. Uh, trust me, you're not, you might not be the first person to declare that because even Israel themselves declared that at one, at one point. Because of certain circumstances, they were persuaded to think that God actually forgot about them. Let's look at Isaiah chapter number 49 and verse 14 to actually see what Zion or Israel was declaring. Isaiah chapter number 49 and verse 14. Look at what the Bible says. But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me, and my Lord has forgotten me. Ah, that should not be a declaration of Zion. That should not be a declaration of Zion. Honestly, how can you say the Lord has forsaken me? The Lord has forgotten me. Obviously, it's influenced by this kind of circumstances that are around. Because they think, okay, uh, uh, how is it that I'm sick? Isn't the looking at me? How is it that uh, uh, things are not working? I've lost my job. Is it, what is God really doing about it? And so you might, be po- you might be positioned to say, the Lord has forsaken me and my Lord has forgotten me. Forgotten. What kind of limitation are you placing on the Lord to think he can actually forget you? Now look at what God now responds. Next verse. God responds, Can a woman forget her nursing child? And not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget Yet, I will not forget you. What is he saying? He's saying, look, I need you to understand. 
that if a woman is nursing her child is breastfeeding her child she can't forget azazibat uyunijafet you bring someone else you say this is not jafet i know how jafet bites me when he's sucking milk this is not jafet and so he's declaring can a woman really forget her nursing child not only can now listen it's not even he's now not only talking about forgetfulness he's saying and not have compassion and not have love over the son of her womb do you think meaning if a woman can remember her child she will not just remember her child she will show compassion so remembrance does not have to do with just recognizing you it's also has been to do with acting in your life And so he's declaring, can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of a womb? Surely they may forget. He's saying, okay, fine. They may forget. In case you can point out to someone and say, ah, well, sister, sister, sister Tomato forgot. <laughs> so Lord, he says, okay, surely, surely they may forget. Yet I will not forget you. Why? I'm, I'm, I'm not the same. I'm different. I'm not man. Next verse. Why will he not forget? He says, see, I have inscribed you on the palm of my hands. Mm, 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 mm. I have inscribed you on the palm of, your, of my hands. Your wars are continually before me. Listen, when he says, I have inscribed you, meaning you are dead. You are engraved. <laughs> it's... Perhaps the, the easiest way I can actually explain it in, 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 for man's understanding is like a tattoo. It becomes part of you. No, it becomes part of you. So God, in the same way, said, me, I can't forget you. In fact, on top of that, you have been inscribed in the of my hands. I love that he said the hands. To show you, because it's the hands that he something. Because anytime he wants to, he, if he thinks of doing something, remember it's with his hands. If he thinks of doing something, remember you are inscribed there. This person he thinks about. Because you are printed in the hands of the Lord. Hey! How can such a one forget you? He says, I can't. In fact, the psalmist also declares in Psalms 105. Verse 8. He declares, he remembers his covenant forever. The word which he commanded for a thousand generations. Meaning he doesn't just remember you. He remembers his agreement with you. He remembers what is meant to happen in your life. He remembers what is meant to occur in your life. And like I said, remembrance in this context is not because he's forgotten, but it's being positioned to actually act. Somebody say, God remembers me. It's not possible for God to forget you. You are inscribed. Have you, when, when you see, if, if you look at your hands, if, if you can all look at your, your, your palms, you've got this... I don't know what you call them. To my lines. 
The other one is going to uko. The other one is going uko. The other one is going straight. You have those things. Those, <laughs> those things, from the time you were born to this time, there was nothing like, let me rub it off. Or let me move it somewhere else. It's been with you. Engraved in the palms of God. Engraved in God's abilities. So I was just trying to show you that there is no way that God can ever forget you. There is no way where God can ever say, "Mm, this person, let me forget them. No, he cannot forget you. Say it again. Say, he cannot forget me. So we've already explained what it meant for God to remember Noah. That was, that simply meant being positioned to act, to come to action. All right. And that's why when we look at First Samuel chapter number 1 and verse 19, we look at uh, what happened to Hannah. All right. The Bible says, Then they rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah. The Bible says, And Elkanah, this is the husband of Hannah, And Elkanah knew his wife. Then it says, And the Lord remembered them. And Elkanah knew his wife. And the Lord remembered them. What was, this, what was the condition at that time? The condition at that time is that Hannah was unable to have a child. Hannah was unable to have a child. But obviously when she had gone and she, it was prophesied to her and said, uh, go, you, you, by this time, this uh, next year, you're going to have a child. They went home. They went home and they met husband and wife. But after meeting husband and wife, the Bible says, and the Lord remembered her. Does it mean, does it mean, uh, the Lord said, ah, oh, Hannah, no, and the Lord remembered her means he was positioned to open her womb. He acted. Hey. So when I say, oh Lord, remember me. What am I doing? I'm declaring that Lord position yourself to act. Position yourself to move. Glory to God. So God remembered these two people. But then I want I really want us to see now. We've we've noticed that we've we've already established how remembrance really has to do with being positioned to act. But I really want you to see something that God Himself really talked about remembrance from the light of the scriptures. Because many people really don't know how to, you know, engage in God to actually act in their lives. Let's look at Isaiah chapter number 43 and verse 26. Isaiah chapter number 43 and verse 26. Look at what God is now saying. He's saying, put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. He's talking to you right now. State your case that you may be acquitted or justified. So God is saying, look, 
Remembrance simply means me being positioned to act. And he's shown you from the scriptures that you are inscribed in the palm of his hand. Meaning, he wants to do something. But then when he says, put me in remembrance, he's trying to say, allow me to work in your life. I want to do it. I've got plans. They are here. I want to do it. I want to work in your life. I know what you're going through. I know how hard things are. But I can't just budge into your life. I can't just, I can't, I can't just budge into your life. This is one thing you need to understand. You need to allow God. God cannot just budge into your life and, and, and just walk in and say, yeah. No. No. You have to allow him. That's why the Bible says, I stand at the knock. He's just knocking until you allow him. He says, if you open, only when you open, have you noticed? That's when he comes in and dines with you. So even when we're talking about remembrance, we're talking about God being positioned to act. But he's saying, put me in remembrance. Put me in remembrance. Meaning, please, I want to act. Give me that platform. Give me that opportunity. You are inscribed in my hands. I, I want to do something, but give it to me. Yes, we are in times where things are hard and it seems like uh, 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 we are even declaring, so many people are declaring that, oh, God has forgotten me. No, he's not forgotten you. He's saying, put me in remembrance. And then what does he say? He says, let us contend together. Then he says, state your case. State your case. (laughs) What does state your case? What, What should I do? state your case so you see the problem the problem is that many people don't know how to put God in remembrance when they declare that he's actually forgotten them and obviously number two they don't know how to state their case they don't know how to bring their problems to the Lord he says, state your case that you may be justified. You want justification? State your case. Put me in remembrance. Notice he knows everything that you need. But it still tells you, ask. And you shall receive. Why? He says, I want to give it to you. I have achieved it. But you need to demand for it. Now, th- really think about it. I know, I know we are surrounded by different circumstances altogether. But when was the last time you stated your case before the Lord? When was the last time you actually put God into remembrance? Some people just say, oh, well, God's time is the best time. Things, I know things are happening. Ah, if it's my time, it's my time. Who, 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 who says that's how you should speak? That's not how you should speak. God is calling to you and says, Put me in remembrance. Position, 
provoke me to act. Provoke me. Shake me and say, Lord. <laughs> Lord. Why do you think there are people, the psalmists like David, who are able to say, Oh God, arise and let your enemies scatter. What are they doing? They are putting God into remembrance. They are stating your case, their case. They are able to say, Lord, the same trap that the enemy intended for me, let them fall into it. What are they doing? They are putting God in remembrance. And what does God do? He says, ah, okay. I need Dana David. I need Dana David. Let me dress up as a mighty warrior and go and fight for him. Hallelujah. Well, he's ready. He's ready. Imagine, imagine that, that on your marks, set, go. On that platform, it's God who's on his marks. <laughs> he's getting ready. In fact, he's already ready. He was born. Oh, not born. He was already ready. <laughs> he's ever ready. He's, but he's on his marks. Ever ready. He just needs a go from you. He just needs that sounding alarm. That, that alarm that states your case. That alarm that puts him in remembrance. Ah, and when he runs, when you just announce that go, <laughs> he says, oh, actually, before you asked, I, I, I answered, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Why do you think the Bible says, before you even ask, I'm going to answer you? He, he, meaning, He's, he wants to come. Eh? He really wants to come and do something in your life. Hey. So I want to show you three ways on how to put God in remembrance. Three ways. For your, in, for your easy understanding, I've put it as an acronym. Three P's. Only three P's. On how to provoke and how to put God in your remembrance. Number one, the first P, and how to put God, or rather to have God remember you or positioned to act. Number one, pray. Saints of God, I'll tell you one thing prayer is one of the things that many of God really overlook. They think it's something small, simple, or sometimes useless. And that's why they can easily put it aside. But they don't understand that prayer is actually one of the most fought things by the kingdom of darkness. Have you noticed Satan only visited Jesus when he was praying? That's the first, that's the first time he visited Jesus. Jesus is praying 40 days, 40 nights. Ah, why is he praying? Uh, turn this stone into bread. Hey, man shall not live by bread alone. Go away. Ah, he shows him, okay, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. I'll give you all the kingdoms. He says, ah, he put, put him aside. Hallelujah. Prayer is a platform that you can actually use to have God positioned in your life to act. That's why even when Jesus moved about, he was doing so many things and and you, and you know the disciples noticed how there were so many great results in his life. 
but they didn't go to him and say, mm, Master, I know you're doing good things. Can you teach me how to raise the dead? Can you teach me how to do this? No, this is our master. We've seen. There's a lot of activity. A lot of remembrance in your life. So master, teach us how to pray. We've seen it. It's teach us how to pray. What does it tell? He says, alright, this is how you pray. Pray and say, our father. <laughs> Who art in heaven? But today we're not going to look into details about how what the Lord's prayer is, but it's very powerful. It says, Who art in heaven? It says, Hallowed be thy name. He says, Now then he now he begins to reveal to them how to put God in remembrance. It says, Thy kingdom come. That means let your kingdom come. We are allowing you. We are allowing heaven to invade. Let your kingdom come. Like I said, the word let me allow, meaning the kingdom wanted to wanted to come. <laughs> Heaven wants to come. Heaven wants to come. So I said, let your kingdom come. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Let your kingdom come. It says, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Meaning heaven wants to invade earth. So he says, allow, just allow, let, 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 Father, <laughs> let your grace come. Let, let your favor come. He was showing them. That's how you do it. Uh, let, let that financial miracle come. Let that breakthrough come. Let that healing come. Let, let, let. Hey, why? It wants to come. But if you don't allow it to come, it's not coming. It's not coming. So on the platform of prayer, there you are as a child of God. You need a certain situation to change in your life. You need a certain intervention from God. You need God to act a certain way. What shall you do? You will go on the platform of prayer and say, Ha, baya. Yes, Lord. Your word has already declared. And so in the name of Jesus, I allow you, I allow you, oh Lord, to do wonders in your life. I allow you to take me to higher heights. I allow you, Lord, do it. Then an alarm in heaven will ring. Shambo has allowed you, Lord. What? Yes, I love that son of mine. Let me invade his life. Let me invade his life. <laughs> He's allowed. Let me invade his life. Yeah. That, that, that's what happens. Listen. There was a man in the Bible by the name of Samson. A man whom the Lord had been with for a quite some time. But you see, one error Samson made is that he broke his covenant with the Lord. Alright, he broke his covenant with the Lord. And because of that, if a covenant is broken, meaning there is no agreement, and if there is obviously no agreement, you hinder the other party to act in your life. So the covenant was broken, and obviously the Lord was not with Samson at, at that time. But the Bible shows us while Samson was taken to the Philistines, they began to mock him. Others even began to offer sacrifices to Dagon. Remember that Dagon who had fallen? People actually thought it's Dagon who brought Samson. <laughs> yeah. 
So they say, hey, Dagon, how powerful you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, Samson, obviously his eyes by that time were removed and he became a mess. But then, in Judges chapter number 16, verse 28, we see Samson do something that he has never done before. And what's that? He prayed. (laughs) We see Samson do something that he had never done before. He prayed. Yeah, before that he would go for wives. Ah, Father, I want a wife. Hey, Shan, Shan. Yeah, he used to do all those things. But prayer. mm -mm. So the man did not have a platform to state his case. The man did not initiate a platform for God to remember him. So, a time came when there was obviously an event, an event with about 3,000 people. 3,000 uh, men and women. And Samson remembered and said, Mm-mm. I think I can engage God. Judges 16 verse 28. And the Bible says, Then Samson called to the Lord. I want you to, listen, before we are reading, I want you to understand that things happen after you respond accordingly. Notice this, things happened after Samson began to pray. It says, then, then Samson called to the Lord saying, Oh Lord God, remember me. I pray. <laughs> we thank God. We thank God if we're even going to meet in heaven. No, at least you prayed. Otherwise, Otherwise, he would have been the first person to enter heaven without prayer. You made it to heaven without prayer. Wow. At least, eh, he prayed. He says, oh Lord, oh Lord God, remember me. I pray. Then he began to state his case. He says, strengthen me. I pray. Just this once, oh God. That I may blow, of course, his reason. Yeah. But he started this case. Do you know what his reason was? His reason was to revenge. He says that I may, with one blow, one blow fear. Have you ever heard those people say, one blow fear? I said, with one blow, take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. He wanted revenge for them removing his eyes. Samson. Oh, meet in heaven. <laughs> but 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 guess what? This man did something very sharp. He put the Lord to remember us. What did he do? He prayed. He says, please. Strength check last. Just just give me strength. Last. So with one blow. And the next verse. And Samson, 
Because he knew if he prayed, God will remember. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars which supported the temple and he braced himself against them, one on his right and one on his left. Next verse. Then Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed with all his might. And the temple fell on the Lord's, on the Lord's and all the people who were in it. So the dead, so the dead that he killed at his death were more than he had killed in his life. When he asked God to remember him, he produced a result in death that he failed to produce while he was alive. But why wasn't he producing such results when he was alive? Prayer. (laughs) Glory to God. So he positioned himself and he prayed and said, Lord, this is my case. Lord, you know, mm -mm, my grandmother's back uh -uh, is too much. She's suffering. We still need her, Lord. I am stating my case today on the platform of prayer. Remember her. Give her strength, Lord. Give her strength. I remember. I pray. What is he doing? He's stating his case. You are stating your case. Ah, Lord, we need brother Samuel. Oh, Lord, we need brother Peter. Lord, ah, there are important things we need to do in this kingdom. I'm telling you, you can pray. You can pray. The question is, what are you stating unto the Lord today? Are you praying to him or praying against him? Because every time you are declaring against him, you are simply trying to forget him, put him away. But when you say, Lord, remember me. Listen, Samson did not ask for forgiveness. (laughs) Did you even say, Lord, forgive me, first of all, for misbehaving? This is, this is just to show you how God wants to be involved in your life. Only when he said, Lord, God last fear. But I don't know if we would count that as achievement, I mean, for vengeance. <laughs> but anyway, God remembered Samson. And there are many other people that we see in the Bible who were remembered because they prayed. But the same way it happened for them, the same way it has been written in the scriptures, is the same way in these last days, men and women shall pray. Men and women shall say, Oh Lord, remember me. Men and women shall engage God and not give up. That that platform, never, never put it aside. Never put it aside. Never put it aside. Daniel started praying. Immediately, he just started praying. An angel from heaven was dispatched. He kept, uh, even when the angel met the prince of Persia, the Bible says he continued praying. Now, because he continued praying, 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 this time it's not just an angel 
who was dispatched from heaven, it was an archangel, the angel of the church, Michael, the angel of war. He's the one who was released. I say, oh, hey, please, 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 don't play here, don't play here. <laughs> Prayer. All right, let's quickly rush. Number two, apart from praying, present the word. Present the word. I'll explain this. Second Corinthians chapter number one, verse twenty. Give it to me in the NIV. Present the word. This is you stating the case. This is you demanding God to remember you through the scriptures. Look at what the Bible says. For no matter how many promises God has what? Has made. They are yes in Christ. Then it says, and so through him the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Maybe for you to understand, give me the amplified. Then if you have the NLT next, it will be the next. Look at what it says. It says, for as many as there are promises of God, they all find their answer, their yes in him, Christ. For this reason, we also utter the amen, so be it, to God through him, in his person and by his agency, to the glory of God. NLT, if you have it. Aha, wonderful. It says, for all God's promises have been fulfilled with in Christ, listen, with a resounding, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's a resounding yes. <laughs> it says, what I want to do in your life, what I want to do in your life, it's, it's already been approved. You know, whereby you want to, you, you want to buy something, you, uh, using a check, you, you first put the amounts, but it has to be signed by the seniors, by, by the people. It has to be approved. But then in the same way, the Bible says, your promises, they've all been signed by God. There is a, there is a yes that has already been released for you. It's, 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 it's resounding. Huh? Hallelujah. Then it, then it goes on to say, and through, yes, and through Christ, then our amen, which means yes. So your amen also means yes. So when you say yes, that yes comes. God has said yes but he's waiting for you to say yes that's the amen God said yes I'm ready, I'm ready, I want to heal you but he's waiting for you to say yes so yes will come when yes says yes hey 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 And so, what do we do at the moment? We need to understand the resounding yeses. They are resounding yeses. By his stripes, you are healed. That's a yes. So what do you need to do? You need to say, yes, that's my word. That's my word. I say, yes, Lord, that one, that one which is written. You go again to Philippians. You say, I can do all things through Christ. That strengthens you. That's a yes already. And then what do you say? You say, yes. That's mine. That's mine. That's mine. What is happening? That yes will come because you've said yes. 
that yes will come. You you go to the scriptures and you say, Ah Lord, you did it for Hannah. You did it for Sarah. In the same way that 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 yes, I also say yes. Ah, you say how you protected Israel. That was a yes. In the same way, I present that word. I state my case and I say yes. Somebody shout yes. Hallelujah. So you present the word of God. You present the word of God. And you go to him. Is it healing that you need? Go to that healing scripture. And say, Lord, you said by his stripes we are healed. Go, is, it, is it prosperity? You said, Lord, you said I desire above all things that I may prosper and be in good health. I said, the way you said yes, Lord. In fact, God, Jesus is saying there's a resounding yes. Meaning, God is saying, he's knocking and says, yes, 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 yes. Even you say, Lord, even me, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, I think we need to create, we need to create a, a yes dance, a yes dance. Hallelujah. To receive the promises of God. I'm telling you, when you stand on the word of God, agree the promises of God and say yes, you've, that you've stated your case and you're putting God in remembrance. Because God really wanted to come. First of all, you seen you can ask Him, you can you can provoke Him to remembrance through your prayer, but also you can provoke Him to remembrance through the Scriptures. You say, God, Your Word says, the one who stands in Your counsel shall be planted like a river. Whatsoever He does shall prosper. You said, Father, the one who dwells in Your secret place shall abide under the shadow of Your Almighty. You, you, you use that word. You use that scripture. Here. The yes book. Yeah. And then the Bible tells you there are so many promises. Do you know this book has got more than 8,000 promises? M- more than. How many do you know? You see why you're failing to say yes? You are failing to say yes because you don't see the bigger yeses that are resounding. You don't know it. You don't know it. If you want, you, if you want an open door, I have an open book. Doors are closed because this book is closed. You don't know the yes. So you can't say yes. You don't know the yes. Hallelujah. That's why you have to search through the scriptures. You have to search what what God wants to do. That's why there's that man who went to Jesus and says, Master, are you willing to make me clean? He was trying to find out. Jesus, what's your answer? Is your answer yes or what? But if you can't find out if Jesus is willing to make you clean, if Jesus is willing to lift you up, you can't position yourself to say yes. You can't position yourself to say, Amen. Next time someone tells you, you guys are just like shouting Amen in church. They don't know what they are saying. Tell them you don't know what we say. You don't know what you are saying. You don't know what we are saying amen to. Because the Bible says the amen is your yes. 
amen you think we are shouting amen to the pastor we are shouting amen to the one who gives the promises huh we are shouting amen to the one who gives the promises we are shouting because the one who's giving the promises is releasing a resounding yes 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 so even us we have to say yes 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 once again shout yes Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey. All right. Now, you've got it in the spirit. You've got it in the spirit. The next thing you need to do to provoke God to remember you is the third P, which is praise. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Hallelujah. I know. Listen. I know. I know there's someone even though you were seated on your seat, you felt like I need to jump. Somebody jump to their feet and praise him. Ah, hallelujah. All right, sit down. Oh, Safela Mukati. Oh, Safela Mukati. When you want to do it, you just. Why? Because praise This one is a mystery This one is a mystery it, it, it provokes God To come to your remembrance That's why That's why The biggest book In the Bible Is the book of praise That sums <laughs> That man knew He understood how to involve God. That's why when he starts, he says, Hey, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Hey, I'll praise the Lord at all times. For, from the rising of the sun to the saint where he blesses. He says, praise the Lord. He, he understood. He understood. He understood. Listen, there's a place of prayer. Lizayola, Krusketeria, Katus, Embrosketeria, Keskuta. There is a place of presenting your word. Dear God, it is written. Ah, that you shall lift me from this place to that place. But then there's also another place. Glory. Glory. Those are three gears. If you can work with those three gears... Prayer, presenting the word, praise. Hallelujah! All right, listen, listen, listen. The Bible tells us. Listen, the Bible tells us. How is it a mystery? The Bible tells us in Psalms twenty-two, verse three. 
that God inhabits the praises of children. Inhabits, meaning God decides to <laughs> make a home where people are praising. Now, if God decides to stay where people are praising, do you think he's just going to stay to keep quiet? No, 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 no. It says he inhabits, meaning if there's a place where God wants to sit, relax and work, it is in an atmosphere of praise. So when you begin to praise him, <laughs> angels just said, hey, are you hearing what's happening in this site? And God himself will say, uh-uh, iwe sala. Nifuno yenda ndine. And they will say, Lord, <laughs> don't go alone. We also want to come. He said, iwe, ndana zasunga hefe, iwe. Wait. <laughs> but the other angels will say, uh-uh, no. You know, it's protocol. We can't allow you to go alone. Uh, and obviously the angels will come as well. Hallelujah. God inhabits the praises of his children, of his people. Listen, this is a time where saints of God need to learn how to praise him. Where saints of God, regardless of what's happening, are able to give him the praise. While people are crying, they are saying, Oh Lord, you are glorious. Listen, there's a woman by the name of Leah. This was the husband to Jacob, wife to Jacob, one of the husbands, wives to Jacob. This woman, the Bible says, Jacob did not love her. And so she was touched. But anyway, Leah gave Jacob a son. She was the first person to give Jacob a son. And she named her son Reuben. And then she thought, ah, maybe my husband is going to love me. No one else gave Jacob a son. The next time, Leah again, number two, gave Jacob a son by the name of Simeon. And she says, this is double-double. Maybe my husband is going to love me. But it seems like that was not happening. Then number three, Leah again gave Jacob a son. No one was there to give Jacob a son. Rachel could not give Jacob a son, whom was actually loved, by the way. She says, ah, anyway, maybe my husband will love me. And they named that son Levi. This is where all the priests came from, by the way. She says, okay. Three children, a hard trick. But he's nobody, nobody. Mm. The Bible says, the fourth time, she gave Jacob a son. But this time, she did not say, maybe my husband will love me or whatsoever. She said, this time, I'm going to praise God. This time, I know my husband has not loved me. I know things have not worked well for so long. I know things are not going well for so long. But this time, I'm going to praise God. And she named her child Judah. Judah, which means praise. Yeah. She named her son Judah. I said, regardless of whatsoever has been happening in my life, regardless of the things that have been going on in my life, ah, I'm going to praise God. With everything within me, I'm going to praise God. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know. But 
things have not been going well for me. I know in these last days things are difficult. I know in these last days people are saying stay home. I know in these last days people are losing jobs. But this time I'm going to praise. Praise. That's what she said. <laughs> she said I'm going to praise God. Say whatsoever you want. Call me a mad person. But I'm going to praise God with everything within my being. And that's what she did. She praised God and named her son Judah. Judah which means praise. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, that was a good decision that she made to actually praise God. Because when God saw that praise and saw that, hey, you've brought a Judah. You've brought a praise. Then he says, my son Jesus will come through that line. My son Jesus is going to come through that line. That's why the Bible says, Jesus did not come from the Aaronic priesthood. He came from the tribe of Judah. Hey! You see? Have you seen how praise will really involve God to come? Because even God himself, Jesus, came through Judah. (laughs) He chose to come through praise. He chose to come through praise. That's why when Jacob was dying, he began to bless his sons one by one. But when he was blessing Judah, he began to say, the scepter shall not depart from Judah. No, 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 no. no. Victory shall not depart from Judah. Victory, authority shall not depart from this man of praise. It shall not, as long as this person is going to praise. My goodness. If you only understood what praise means. Can I, can I have, okay, can I have you? No, 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 just here. Stand, just stand here. Alright. I just want to show you an analogy because there's no, there's no Sunday school with me. Alright, if you raise your hands in praise, this is you, you are raising your hands in praise. Obviously, you are, you, we say we are lifting God high. Okay? We are lifting God high. We are glorifying Him. But you see, praise, it's a mystery. And when it's a mystery, God will begin to look at it in a different way. Now, imagine if this one is a child. Okay? Imagine this is a baby. He's Digon Samuel. I know he's Digon Samuel. But imagine he's a baby and he's lifting his hands what does it mean when a child lifts their hands in front of mommy what does that mean carry me ah lift me no lift me lift me I can't remain the same ah I can't remain at the same place I can't I can't lift me and so what happens when God sees his child raising his hands on earth hey the Bible says he inhabits the praises so he comes down himself and says ah that's what it means to provoke God 